You're expected to rise above that, overcome that, and he hasn't done it yet. They're not scared. They're really not. And everything is a battle. If there's one contribution that we can make to society, I want that to be it. <laughs> Welcome into a dark, depressing lounge. <laughs> it's not the best time here in the lounge, but go ahead, pour yourself a nice pumpkin beer and try to get through this one. It's, Got mine. Yeah, Drinking I, at work. Just kidding. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I uh, wish. It's, it's tough around here right now. Ravens are in the midst of a four-game losing streak after dropping Sunday's game to the Jets. And I never want to go back to MetLife Stadium. No, that place is the worst. <laughs> it's the pits. I'm Ryan Mink. And I'm Garrett Downing. And I have a review for you here today, Garrett. And this one, number 59, this one comes from a review on iTunes. Please write more of these. We kind of stalled. We need more. They help boost us up during these dark times. Yeah, right now we have 91. We need to get to the century mark. You know, they were coming in very well, those are quickly. Ratings. These are reviews. But yes, we need to get above 100 on ratings. Yeah, both. Keep them both coming. Exactly. We need it. It's, it's sad around here, man. This is the only thing keeping us going. Yeah, this is what gets us through us our day. Like all right, so this one's number 59. says, Mink better put some respect on Ohio. I like this review already. <laughs> says, as a Baltimore native currently living in Dallas, keep up the good work. Also, as a 2009 graduate of the, quote, first and finest institution in the state of Ohio, Ohio University, in all caps. Oh, yeah. I demand Ryan Mink put some respect on our name. Definitely heard some shade being thrown in the podcast with Timmy Jernigan. Keep raising the green and white above the rest, Garrett, and keep up the good work. Three questions. Three questions. Hold on. We just need to pause there for some applause and just thank this great reviewer. It was Alamo27. I'm sure Alamo27 had an impeccably written review as a graduate of The Ohio University, so thank you for a your A lot review. of typos. A lot yeah. of spelling errors Perfect review from Alamo. Three questions. Do they really call themselves the first and finest institution in Ohio? Yes, of course. Okay. Are they the finest institution in Ohio? Yes. Being a guy who said he really aligns himself with Ohio State. No, of course they're the finest institution in Ohio. Okay, wow. And then do they, quote, say, raise the green and white above the rest? Is that another school saying? That's not really a school saying, necessarily. But we are the rising green and white. above anybody. You yeah. know that, correct? Well, we're, ri- we're already at the top. So we're not rising. We're already just cementing our place above the rest. That's really what's happening. I'm actually going back to OU. It's our bye week this week. I'm going back and talking to some students at OU, which I'm excited about. I would like to say that Maryland pulled off a big win over the green and white, not Ohio, but Michigan State. So I'd like to brag about that a little bit. Congrats. Thank you very much. All right, so let's talk a little Ravens football here. Do we have to? I kind (laughs) of like this college discussion. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you want to talk about Ohio State this past weekend too? No, we could just talk about Ohio University beating Kent State. I'm happy to talk about that all day long. (laughs) All right, so the Ravens suffered their fourth straight loss. It's the first time they've lost four straight under head coach John Harbaugh. And I think the question that we're all asking now going into the bye is, will the Ravens turn it around? Garrett, I'll let you kick it off. Yeah, and to me, I think you asked the question the right way because a lot of people are saying, can the Ravens turn it around? Well, of course, they can turn it around, but the question is, will they turn it around. And I'm having a hard time answering this question, to be honest with you, because what you've seen over the last, I'll say the last three games, because I think Oakland's a pretty good team. Over the last three games, they aren't great teams. 
The Jets were one and five. They're not going anywhere. Particularly this year. bad defenses. Particularly bad defense. Yeah, exactly. And the offense has struggled mightily. Offensive coordinator change in the middle of that. I do think that the bye will be good for Marty Morningweg to have a little bit more time to put his stamp on things or kind of really go back and dissect what's gone right and what's gone wrong. So I think that could be good for him in the offense. But to me, it's just concerning and looking at these last few weeks, they're all winnable games, and this the offense has been pretty bad in all of them. And there's no clear answer as to, oh, well, just fix the running game. Or let's get a little more protection for Joe Flacco. I don't think it's a quick fix. I really don't. I, I know we talked before about penalties and that kind of thing. Well, they cleaned up the penalties. Now there were new issues that emerged. Now suddenly <laughs> tackling's a problem. Right. So, like, and it, the other thing, too, is that the issues go across the board. Okay, so mostly I would put it on the offense, but then the defense has these lapses where they give up a 69-yard touchdown to the Jets, so they give up a huge play late in that Giants game. So they've got their own issues too. Yeah. Uh, To me, I think uh, what any Ravens fan can hope for in turning it around is the best-case scenario is Ravens go into the bye, they get healthy, they come out of the bye, uh, Joe's shoulder feels better, they get Steve Smith back, they get Yonda back, Suggs is back on the field, maybe Doomerville's back on the field, Ronnie Stanley, C.J. Mosley. I mean, there are a lot of key players that are missing right now, so the hope is that over the bye they get healthy, you get your team back together after the bye, you go, you're facing the Steelers probably without Ben Roethlisberger. He's missed Ravens games. Yeah. Everybody, He's a tough guy. Everybody wants to say, like, oh, he's going to play. He's missed Ravens games before when I thought he was going to play. Yeah. Um, but the hope is you come out of it healthy. You beat the Steelers at home. Now you're tied atop the AFC North. And then you play the Browns on Thursday night. You can double up, get two wins in a row. Now you're maybe in the lead in the AFC North. So the division is still in play. The Ravens aren't out of it, you know, when you, when you really look at it. But here's why I have trouble, like you, in saying I do think that they will turn it around is because even before the Ravens suffered massive injuries, which came in that Redskins game in Week 5, the offense wasn't playing well before those injuries. Now they, so, so that leads me to believe that when Steve Smith comes back or the offensive line comes back, I don't know that they're all of a sudden going to have it all figured out. I mean, I think Joe's been saying it the whole time. We just haven't had any consistency. They, they haven't been able to f- – they tried to kind of change the offense and go with quick strike, fast pass, get the ball out of his hands quickly. Hasn't worked. The deep, deep passing game hasn't worked. It's just not clicking offensively. And so I don't know that what, you getting Steve Smith back on the field and Ronnie Stanley and, and whatnot is automatically going to solve that. And if you want to take it beyond this year, the offense really hasn't been clicking for two years. Right. You know, if we're going to talk – a little bit more macro here, a little bit more big picture. It really has been a couple of years. You know, right. there was the 2014 season, obviously, where Gary Kubiak was here, and the offense looked good, and they ran his system, and obviously they're running that out in Denver now. But it's it's been a while since but the offense. Even before has been Joe great. went down last year, the offense was not clicking. Right, it was not very good. Right. Uh, so I, you know, and I, I don't know what the easy answer is. But that's there. what I was going to say. So what what what's the answer to fix things? How do you fix the problem? What is the problem to fix, and how do you fix it? Well, I think Joe, I think it starts with Joe. I mean, he's the leader of the offense, and I think he needs to play better. I think that, you know, he's been impacted by, he, he's been hit a lot this year. Now, has he been hit enough to, to justify how he's played? I don't think so. No. I think that he's feeling too much pressure right now that isn't always there. One instance in, in Sunday's game, he f- rolls to his right, goes down, throwing a third down pass he's, as he's falling to the ground. He wasn't even touched mm-hmm. from what it looked like. Maybe they, he nicked the bottom of his cleat. <laughs> 
but he didn't get him by the ankle. And to me, that's a case in point. Joe's feeling too much pressure. Like I've said previously on the podcast, I see him fading back on his back leg too much. And those, you see what happens when he can step forward, when he steps forward, throws that deep ball with conviction, and he led Mike Wallace perfectly. That was a perfect pass. But uh, that's the exception. Right now, I'm seeing too many fading back, throw it off the back foot, and it's a 50-50 ball, and the Ravens play playmakers on the outside just haven't made those plays. Perryman's not making those plays. Yeah. Not consistently enough. He made one against the Bills in week one, but we haven't seen it since. Yeah. Um, so that's not going to cut it, and I, and I think that Joe needs to play better. You're the leader of the offense. Sure, there's injuries, but as the leader of the offense, you're expected to rise above that, overcome that, and he hasn't done it yet, so I think he needs to play better. Yeah, I I don't disagree with what you're saying. I also think that the Ravens need to get more out of some of their skill position guys. I think Mike Wallace has been really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think he's certainly been the best of the bunch this year. And Steve, when he comes back, I think you know what you're going to get in him. Right. But then Perryman, you know, both of the interceptions that Joe threw on Sunday were in his direction. I'm not saying they were Perryman's fault, but they were both in his direction. And those aren't the first interceptions that have been in his direction either. Yeah, and so he is not on the same page with Flacco. You can just see it. There's times there was well, they one. They had, what, like three practices together entering the year? Sure, but now they've had seven right. games uh, together. I'm not saying that is an excuse, but I think it's, it does explain some of it. Yeah, I think, what you know, coming into the season, Brashad Perriman was a wild card because we hadn't seen him at all right. last year, and we really hadn't seen him at all in the preseason. So nobody knew what to really expect. We were just going on the feeling of he's a first-round pick and he's really fast. Then you bought it all in, let's be honest. Oh, yeah, you- I wanted to see more. Yeah, yeah, you were all in on Perryman. You thought he was going to be a beast this year. I never said he was going to be a beast, but I, but I said I wanted to see a lot more of him. And now he just doesn't appear to be on the same page as Joe. There was a play later in that game after the interception where Joe threw it down the sidelines. Perryman seemed to give up on the route, thought that maybe it was going to be a shorter route, and then Joe throws it over his head, nowhere close. They're just not on the same page. Right. So they need to get in sync. And... I'm not sure who that's on more. I think Joe knows what he's doing more than Perryman because he's obviously a veteran player. Yes. Perryman's playing in the seventh NFL game. So he's somebody that I think the, the Ravens need to get more out of him. Right. Um, you know, and they're, they're, not, they're also not getting easy completions. I mean, oh, everything's nothing, a battle. nothing out there is easy. And, and to me, that's, uh, to be honest, it's a scheme. That's, that's scheming. You know, I mean, they're getting out schemed and, and, Defenses are not scared. They're not scared to attack the Ravens. They're not scared to blitz them. They're not scared to come up and press them. They're not scared. They're really not. And everything is is a battle. And they're, they're just sitting back. They're taking away some of those big play throws. They're sitting on everything underneath, coming down and making tackles. Or the Ravens aren't scheming it up underneath enough, well enough to get somebody a free runner underneath. You know, I mean, how many times, how many yards after catch have there been? Mm-hmm. Besides Steve's t- turning touchdown <laughs> against, who was that against? That was against Oakland, wasn't it? I think against Oakland. Yeah. I mean, I, I really don't remember many. And the Wallace one in week one. Yeah. It's just, Pitta's, Pitta hasn't been a chain mover that I thought he was going to be. He's not making tough third down catches and separating from linebackers underneath. The running backs haven't separated and become a f- weapon in the passing game. I mean, yeah, it's not I think, working. Yeah, I think the running game will be better also because that was I mean I think that was a one game anomaly yeah six yards lowest in franchise history obviously not what you want obviously yeah it's it's wrong on a lot of levels but I think that that had more to do with 
they did shut it down. I mean, I definitely think they shut it down. And then you add in the fact that one of those runs was a 52-yarder that got taken off the board. Certainly. That was a game-changer. I, I think they'll be able to run the ball, and I think that they'll be able to run the ball much better when you have your full complement of offensive linemen. Absolutely. So I'm not too worried about the running game. No. It's, it's the passing game. I mean, the passing game hasn't been there all year. We, I mean, at yeah. least the running game, you saw it over two games, yeah. two or three, two and a half games, that the running game could be really good. The passing game has ne- hasn't been good at all, ever, this yeah. season. I remember at the end of the preseason where John Harbaugh was saying, we're still looking for a passing game. We're still trying to find yeah. it. We're still trying yep. to get it in sync. And here we are at the bye week, and it's still the same conversation. Yeah. It's concerning. Definitely. So the, the thing with the defense, to, just to go back to whether the Ravens will turn it around, I'm not as con- – actually, sorry. I am also concerned about the defense with its injuries because, A, okay, when C.J. Mosley comes back – I think that'll help stabilize the defense a lot. But can I just so, really, so, really quick aside? Yeah. I just want to point out that I think that these last couple of weeks have shown how valuable C.J. Mosley is for this defense Definitely. because people were kind of down on him. I felt like coming into the season, he's not a playmaker, he's not that great. Blah 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 blah. He is a difference maker for this defense. Well, he leads them in interceptions. Yeah, he he's might. Team. He's probably the best defensive player on this team. So I, I'll let you continue okay. your point. I just want to talk about that. Right. I, I just my point is I don't think that the buy is necessarily going to solve all the defensive woes either. I mean. You, you kind of have an issue at cornerback with giving up too many big plays. Is, is a healthier Sharice Wright going to solve that? Well, he was giving up too many big plays earlier. Now, Terrell Suggs could get back on the field, and I think that will help somewhat. Like I said last week, uh, Terrell Suggs, even with one arm on the field, improves things. But Suggs is going to be playing down, injured, yeah. for the rest of the season. That's not changing after the bye. He's still going to be injured. Yeah, that's not like an ankle sprain that if you give it some time to get healthy, exactly. he's got a torn biceps. Right. Elvis Zimmerville is a question mark right now. I mean, we're not sure when he's going to come back, how effective he will be at all when he comes back. So I'm not sure that the defense all of a sudden... Now, to the defense's credit, they, I, I think, are have a very small share of the blame for what's gone wrong over this four-game losing streak. Yeah, Beckham torched him after Jimmy left, but, I mean, it, it, the offense hasn't figured it out all year. It, let's be honest. Look, if, <laughs> look, the reason that the Ravens lost... Sunday was not a result of the defense. The reason no. that the Ravens lost is that they didn't score a touchdown offensively. Yeah, the only touchdown that they scored they didn't was get in a, the red zone. Yeah, the only touchdown that they scored was a gift uh, that the Jets punter dropped, and you scored in the end, pick it up in the end zone. Right. So the defense, and that's really been the case all year. They've given up some big plays late in games. It happened against the Raiders, and it happened against the Giants, and that was those were costly, obviously. Yeah. But I, I think the defense has been good. The defense it's one has of been, the league's best. Yeah. So I'm not putting much of this on the defense. Yeah, I agree. What about playmakers? You know, that's something that we've been talking about for a while, and I kind of brought it up with Perryman. Um, you know, we get a lot of emails to the show, and I'm uh, the email, by the way, Ryan, is the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. A lot of, you know, believe it or not, we have a lot of questions right now. We're getting a lot of more a lot of a emails. Lot less like, love the podcast, you guys do a great job. More like... Fire everybody! Cut the whole team! <laughs> yeah. This is what you need to do! The tenor of the emails has slightly changed over the last month. Absolutely. But one of the common themes in looking at the emails this week is, is where are the playmakers? And this has been something that we've been talking about for two years, and I don't think we have an answer to that. No, I, I think there's, uh, there's some star power that, that is missing from this team. And unfortunately, uh, Steve Smith, who may be one of the biggest stars, is going to be leaving after this year. He's done after this year. Terrell Suggs... Not sure how much football he has left, you know, particularly after this arm injury. I don't know. Um, and the Ravens, I think, knew coming into the season that they had 
they don't it's not that they have like a bad roster i don't think that they do i think that the ravens i mean it's evidenced by the fact that they're so close in these games despite missing five or six pro bowlers you're still playing teams close they were all winnable games all four of them the ravens could have won i mean honestly i think they should have beaten the jets i think they definitely should have beaten the giants for sure the skins could have beaten the raiders you were about six yards away yeah i mean and so despite all those injuries it is a credit to this team that they've been in these games but they haven't been good enough to overcome those injuries and they haven't been good enough even before the injuries to make some big plays in clutch situations when you needed them i mean they did i guess against buffalo i mean the defense salted it away at the end of the game cj mosley made an interception in cleveland at the end of that game Block special teams plays. Special teams made some of the biggest plays of the year. Brandon yeah. Williams blocked field goal, gave him a chance to tie it at the end of the game. I mean, special teams scored a touchdown on Sunday, so whenever you get a special teams touchdown, right. that's pre- usually a pretty good day. <laughs> special teams also gave up some touchdowns. Oh, you're it, talking about this year? Yeah, I'm saying this year, right? Oh, yeah. Over it, the course of the entire season, yes. yeah. But anyway, like, I think this team is lacking uh, some star power, for sure. And, and, Joe, I go back to Joe, and he's supposed to be the star. You know, I mean, he's, he's paid to be a star, and he's not playing like one right now. Yeah. Here's an email. I'll just read it real quick. This is uh, from Brandon Smith, and he wants to know, what has you most concerned about the Ravens going forward? And maybe it is Joe. Uh, and we were kind of talking about those things. Again, the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. Brandon also gives us a shout-out for expanding his uh, pumpkin beer acumen. Always helpful. I'm always willing to help in that category. If there's one contribution that we can make to society, I want that to be it. <laughs> <laughs> I had a Pum King Southern Seer. Pumpkin? Is it Pumpkin? King. Pum King, yeah. Pum King. Yeah, no P. Pum King. Yeah. Good I, stuff. I'm a big fan of that one. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, Gary, I feel like I've been the one dropping the hammer here and ranting. Why don't you step up to the plate a little bit? Yeah, what has, what, me, what has me most concerned? I would say what has me most concerned... It's really no different from what I said, but what it's the fact that we have not seen the offense look good at all, really, the entire year, save Joe, a couple of drives. Joe, Joe said it himself after the game. He's like, you know what? I'm, I'm concerned, as always, with turnovers and interceptions and, you know, through two bad picks. Can't do that. But what co- concerns me more is that we are doing nothing yeah. on offense. Yeah, like, so... I have said it before on here. I think the NFL is incredibly week to week. A team can go out there and just put up a total dud, and then they come back the next week and they look amazing. The issue that I have is that at no point has the Ravens offense looked amazing this year. No. You know, I go back to the 2012 season, and there was that streak there at the end of the season where the Ravens looked really terrible. They got smoked. They fired Cam Cameron, then they got smoked by the Denver Broncos, and you're saying, I think this team is going to be one and done in the playoffs. But what you had to fall back on that year was that you had some really good games. Beat you, the Patriots. You beat the Patriots. You blew the Bengals out of the water. Uh, there's some really good games over the course yeah. of that season. They crushed uh, the Oakland Raiders that season, put up 55 yeah. points. Sam Cook running in yeah so like there was a ton of games that year that you could at least fall back on and say i know things aren't going so well right now but we've been there i know how to get there right and the other thing too and this is like more of a big picture thing i'm just thinking about this now is that you need guys on your team that know how to win and what it takes and can lead everybody else to get there and the number of guys on this team who have been there and done it and have kind of seen that uh, seen the, the promised land, so to speak, they're dwindling. Mm-hmm. There's not as many of them anymore. You know, the number of And they're players, all injured right now, <laughs> yeah, for the most part. I mean, like Joe Flacco and Dennis Pitta, they were there. Yeah, I'm uh, saying Suggs, Yonda. Suggs and Yonda, yeah. I mean, but 
I think that at some point, there's been a huge amount of turnover, obviously, since the Super Bowl, and even two years ago when the Ravens were really close. But if, if a player joined this team after the Super Bowl, you know, they've won one playoff game since yep. then. Yep. And so it's not like you kind of can fall back on, okay, we're on this, we're in this every single year. We're going to be in the playoffs. Well, even, even you look at this season, I mean, the, starting out 3-0, and what everybody was talking about then is were these are some ugly wins. How legit are the Ravens? So, you know, after you lose four straight, you look back on those wins, and it's not like there's something that boosts you up. You're like, man. The questions were, st- there were, questions were still there. Yeah, yeah. So th- those weren't like convincing wins that made you feel really positive about what you had. Um, now they fooled us into saying, you know, we said that the Ravens, we thought were going to make it to the playoffs. And let's, let's be honest, they still can. All right, let's put that out there. They still can. It's not over by any means. It is not. And that's, you know, some people can say, oh, you guys are just homers. Okay, that's fine. But that's the, those are the facts. And the Ravens still have all of their games remaining against the Steelers. They have all of their games remaining against the Bengals. The Bengals haven't looked so great this year. They're sitting there at 3-4. and four. Yep. The Steelers could be without Ben for a little while. And they're only one game better than the Ravens. So by no means is this thing a done deal. I mean, they've got to figure it out. No question There's about it. There's a lot of things to solve. So with, uh, with that... Let's get a little more nitty-gritty and say, if you are looking at the Ravens' laundry list of, of problems right now, what, how do you rank things? What needs to be solved first? You know, what's bothering this team the most? Uh, I would say probably Flacco playing better is number one. Okay. I think that is, is Jumping one. on my bandwagon. Yeah. I th- and, then, and I think as a, as a 1A, because it's kind of attached to it, I don't want to make it a complete number two secondary piece, but it's getting more out of your receiving core, too. You know, so I, that's the Brashad Perryman thing. That's uh, having Dennis Pitta come up with some more key catches. Um, and then I think, and this is more of a feel thing, I think that when this team, this team needs to learn how to play with a lead. And when they have a team down 10 nothing like they have the past few weeks, they need to put a game away. They can't then go down there and then get, I think they kind of have a lapse. I think that's sort of what happens. They, they go up 10 nothing and then, I don't know if the guys take it, I don't think that they take it easy, but they sort of have a lapse and all of a sudden they give up a 70-yard touchdown and they're right back in the game. I think that they need to know how to play with a lead and put teams away. You just can't let them hang around and then all of a sudden in the second half, you're down or there's a miscue and then all of a sudden it's over. And uh, I think those are some things that I would start with. I think that killer instinct that you're kind of talking about with letting teams back in the game also shows up in not scoring touchdowns. I think getting around the red zone, in the red zone. The Ravens have not done a good job yet this season of putting it in the end zone. Only 10 touchdowns on the year. And, and that also speaks to the playmaker issue, I think, that we were talking about. I'm going to go back to Flacco one, because I, I know that there, there seems to be, um, you know, a lot of people out there are saying, well, it's the offensive line. You know, that's to explain why he hasn't played particularly well. What do you think? How much does the offensive line play into it? I think the offensive line certainly has has fault. I mean, you're you're dealing with a situation where you have a rookie fourth round pick at left tackle over the last four games. It's not what the offensive What is wrong with Ronnie Stanley? Side note, sorry. Yeah. I ahead. know. Yeah, that's a fair question. It's not the offensive line you expected. Marshall Yonda is the best of that group. He hasn't played the past two games. Uh, you expect to get a little bit more out of Jeremy Zuda. He was had a really tough time with Sheldon Richardson. So the offensive line is not what you expect. If I'm but at the same time all teams have issues with offensive lines. Look what's happening in Indianapolis with Andrew Luck. He's running for his life for the past two years. Got had a lacerated kidney last year as a result of it. <laughs> so, uh, so Flacco has to play better. I don't know. 
you're looking for a percentage. But I think that the offensive line definitely has responsibility. But at the same time, I think Flacco has to play better even with that offensive line. Because if you look at it, I don't think that he's getting hit drastically more than every other quarterback in the league. I don't think that the Ravens have the worst offensive line in the league, even well, as presently constructed when they have Yonda and Ronnie Stanley out. I just don't. Well, let's also look at how, how, did, how did he play when the offensive line was healthy for right. the first three games of the year. Offense still wasn't good. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I think, I think Joe would be the first to say that he has to play better, you know, and I think that he does. It's tough. Yeah. It's really tough. Well, this has been fun. Yeah, really great. This is a real yuckster. <laughs> this is a yuckster session right here. Lots of laughs. Can we go back to talking about college football and how Ohio is pales in comparison to the Philip Merrill College of Journalism at University of Maryland? Oh, no. EW Script School of Journalism is where it's at. <laughs> the best in the business. I can't wait to get back to OU this weekend. I'm excited about that. That's what, what are you going to do over your bye weekend? Uh, I'm going to go to my niece's birthday party. Wow. Rager? Oh, oh, for sure. Cinderella party. Oh, it's you got your Cinderella costume? It's going to be out of control. Are you going as you know, some prince from Cinderella for Halloween? Was Cinder- no, that was Snow White had all the animal friends yeah. and all yeah. that stuff. I was going to say I could go as an animal. You're probably a big What's Cinderella. What's your Halloween costume? I went as uh, Tebow, baseball version. Wow, that is weak. Oh, it was a great costume. What well, was my costume? You went as a dinosaur, real original. Oh, you're underselling it. <laughs> he went as a dinosaur. I was an inflatable T-Rex. If anybody saw, who was it? Uh, Patrick Peterson yeah. came out in that one. Some, some other people have worn it. It is a good costume. It's, you know, I was less creative this year. I just went out and bought a nice costume, which is very un, unlike me, being that I'm as thrifty as John Urschel. Um, <laughs> was it thrifty? What was our... What Frugal. Was Frugal. I'm as frugal as John Urschel, but I, I manned up, and it's a good costume. Yeah, I went with the thrifty route. And, yes, you did. Uh, it was great. Well, Garrett, this has been fun. Uh, but a I real joy. Should, I think we should move on a little bit. Uh, so thank you for listening. Please, like we said, we're kind of getting a little stagnant here on the ratings and reviews. I don't know if it has to do with the four straight losses, but let's persevere, folks. Yeah, let's power through. Let's power through. Email us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. And we will be talking to you probably after the bye. Thanks for listening.